0: Welcome back to the Praise Temple Apostolic Church Podcast. Today we've got a special episode for you. Uh, We'll be hearing some testimonies from several of those from our church who were recently able to attend a women's prison ministry conference. Uh, So they're excited to tell you about what God did, some of the things that they saw there. And we hope you enjoy. God bless. This was a vision um, brought about by
1: uh, someone that had approached uh, Brother and Sister Cook about um, some prison ministries. um, And our church coming and doing a prison service for um, a group of ladies in the Kentucky district. And we wasn't for sure if we were gonna get to go, but the thought of it just kept appealing to me. Because I work with a population of, of people that are ex villains that are um, ex convicts and their lives have been touched by addiction and trauma. And the thought of being able to actually bring the gospel to these people stirred my soul. Because at work, you know, um, I, can, I can help them with things, but I can't pray for them and lay hands on them and, and, and actually speak things into their lives in the Holy Ghost. Um, and things like that. So, the actual thought of this just I just couldn't wait to get there.
0: It was uh exciting, I uh, wasn't sure what to expect. But when we got there, it was like a regular church service. Um, they came and they worshiped, the people were hungry, and uh, they they didn't wait around they didn't have to be pushed into worship they just began right in um
1: and i i didn't know how i was going to feel um because when we pulled up to the prison um the you know there was of course the uh, the fences and and all the security and everything and i had had someone at work tell me um you're going to feel trapped you know if you i hope you're not claustrophobic because you're going to feel trapped in there You're going to feel you know claustrophobic in there and and uh, as we waited to go through uh, the metal detectors and all the security that we had to go through i i I admit i was feeling a little bit apprehensive about it um but then you know as i got in and we were in waiting we were waiting for some other people to come i got to thinking and the lord kind of used that to speak to my heart about these ladies and i thought you know what if I am feeling this way can you imagine how these prisoners are feeling? can you imagine what they're going through you know not only have they suffered uh, and been through a lot in their life that may have led them to make you know bad decisions and go down the wrong road but this is their this is their life this is what they deal with and we needed to bring to them the freedom that only Jesus can bring
0: you know when you're talking about that freedom, they didn't seem like they were bound. I mean, I understand they're in prison, and you would think the the prison mentality. But they acted, you know, a lot more free than most people. They didn't let anything uh, hinder their worship. They were full of faith, and, and they just—
1: They loved the Word, too, didn't they?
0: They did. They loved the Word. And— uh, they as soon as we got there they were just ready to get started Uh, just a real quick story I uh, the drums were locked in another room and we didn't know if we'd be able to get them and so somebody finally opened the door and we started setting the drums up and this is like right before church is starting we're setting the drums up and uh, I'm setting them up real quick and I'm just kinda sitting down and I'm getting a feel for the drums. Where you know, uh, Sister Bennett was just playing a little bit on the piano, so I was just kinda getting a feel for the drums. And I start giving a, you know, a beat on the bass drum. And they jumped up and started <laughs> clapping their hands and worshiping.
1: They thought service was gonna start, right? They then. thought service
0: was starting. <laughs> and all I was doing was just giving a little beat on the drums. And I stopped because I was just kind of getting a feel for the drums, I kinda stopped and and it's almost like you can tell they all went, oh, and then they set back down. And this is all within a matter of just like 30 seconds. It's just happening so quick. And uh, I thought, man, they're really ready to go. And so it was just a few seconds later. We went ahead and we started and I started giving the bass drum again. And i was like, okay, this is where we're starting. And they just jumped up and
1: started they was
0: going 100% the whole time. <laughs>
1: You know, and I I was wondering about that, too. I thought, you know, um, after we left and I was taken away, I was thinking about all the things that we had seen uh, during the service and, and in meeting with these uh, precious ladies, um, that when they come into that church, um, they actually have a little building uh, on the facility that they, they have the choice to come. They're not made to come. So it's a privilege for them to come. But I thought, you know, this is probably the only place that they can run and shout jump do anything you know show emotion like this and get excited without you know a guard you know um chasing them or you know thinking they're gonna act out or something you know this is a this is a place when they come in there to meet god where they can lay down all of their inhibitions, they can lay down uh, all their fears, their anxieties, their worries, and if they need to uh, to shout at the devil and tell him to leave them alone, they can do that. And and what I was so amazed at is that there were people there that were from our communities. There were people there that were um, that had been in touch with. Uh, all areas of around us—they were from surrounding areas—and and, and uh, some of them even said when they when they come out of here, they're they're looking for a church. They need a place that will accept them and love them. I think one thing that I did find really really um, surprising was, you know, when you go into a prison, you expect these uh, prisoners, right? You expect hardened criminals, and you expect, you know, just, uh, you really don't know what to expect, like Brother Jerry's saying. But what do you think about them? Well,
0: they were like just regular church people. I mean, you'd have to be there because, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure if I think this way, other people think this way, you kind of think, well, they're prisoners. Some of them have murdered people. Some of them have just done so many different things. And you kind of go in realizing that that's the kind of people that you're going to see. But when you get into a church service with them, all of that falls away. And you don't you don't feel any of that. You don't recognize any of that. They're just people.
1: That God loves so much.
0: And they're hungry people. And, I mean, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel at all that I was inside a prison. Uh, that if you looked out the window, you see the barbed wire. You see all that stuff. I didn't feel any of that it was just a church service.
1: I know, isn't it? It was awesome and and I thought, you know, um these people uh, were an encouragement to us because uh, you know, they they didn't have anything else. You know, God was literally their everything. And um we had fasted and prayed. You know, before we we went and and we were praying for opportunities to minister to these people, and, and you know, and we were able to do that. We were able to to uh, pray for them. A team uh, stepped forward uh, in front of the altars at altar call, and whoever needed a deliverance or whoever needed prayer would come, and they would find you, and they would just let you pray for them and pray with them, and they would just expect something, and it was just the faith that knowing that God heard them. You know, I mean, I really do believe it is true. Sometimes when you get down to your lowest, there's only one way to look up, to look, and that's that's up to God. When When we get down to our lowest point, we can look up to God, and He will deliver us. And sometimes we have to be flat on our back sometimes before we can even see God's hand at work in our lives. And and no, we're not perfect, and no, we we don't live in a perfect world, and we all make mistakes, and and sometimes we do things on purpose that we shouldn't. But you know what? God is a forgiving God, and He has shown Himself miraculous to these these individuals in this prison. It was just so great to see. Um, I wish we could be there for the the baptisms that were that are going to take place, but but you know we were able to pray with some of these ladies and. Two of the ladies, um, we've uh, received the Holy Ghost, and um, they actually were delivered. Um, There are a lot of these ladies that were um, in lifestyles that God has delivered them out of. And uh, one of my experiences was with um, these two ladies in particular that were sitting behind us. Um, And one of them was from Nicaragua and Central America. And... My heart, I was, I was like, oh, I love that because I, I, that's somewhere I've been, and um, and I began to uh, hear her talk and about her love for her people and and about how she's going to go there when she gets out and things like that and and in the and the person sitting next to her, the the young lady that was there, had just uh, come out of a a relationship with another woman, and um, and she, but she, you cannot, you cannot be. You just can't explain it. She has a heart to sing for God, and uh, you know she she sincerely asked me. She said, "She said, you know, we love to we love to sing, and we love to hear you sing." They because they they understood that you know um, we have something in common. They were able to connect with me, and she she sincerely asked me. She said, "Can I sing a song that is sung by a man like if like?"
0: like if a man is singing the part instead of a woman, she's Yeah, like no. like,
1: like Stephen Curtis Chapman, you know, like if he's singing a, a song and she loved that song, can she sing that? And it wasn't the question that gripped me so much. It was the sincere desire to please God. She truly wanted to be pleasing to God. And in the midst of everything that she was going through, that was what her concern was.
0: There was also, I was thinking about, and I wish I could remember her name, uh, one of the women that's there. When you when you walk into the sanctuary, um, there's just different, not pictures, but what I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, one of the inmates there would find trash, and she would get it, she would paint it, and she would sculpt it.
1: Make artwork.
0: And she made artwork out of it. And you just have to see it. It's beautiful. Uh, one of them was Noah's Ark with animals and stuff. And she would she would get it with trash that she found on the ground and, and just trash. But when you look at it, that it doesn't look anything like trash. It, it's it's beautiful. Uh, the talent that the lady ha- that that she has. Um. It was just really awesome to see that
1: you know I I know I'm always taking this back to a spiritual place but that's where I was when I was there and I'm thinking you know here this garbage little this dirty uh, discarded something that nobody cared about this trash little trash that had been trodden on and, and been used and abused or whatever and it's been taken to make something beautiful and you know that was her story that was her story that god had taken her from that lifestyle and and from the the depths of, of sin in her life and and all the the hidden and the in the horrible places that she may have been and made something so beautiful out of it and that's what god does he takes uh he takes the the broken and the hurt and and all the things that people no one else wants and he he takes them to the foot of the cross and he washes them with his blood and when it's all over they become new and they become a glorious creation to him and god wants to do that same thing in all of our lives it was just amazing to see that god had worked so so uh just so much in their lives and they allowed that and they desired him because we get this concept sometimes that, you know, these people, nobody really wants God and we're forcing God upon people because of the generation we live in. But these people were hungry for God. And I think a lot of times we we get put to the, the side because we think, oh, oh, they're dirty. They may need a bath or, or, or they may need, they stink, you know. But you know what? Those people, God loves them just as much as he loves us. And you know what? He cares about them. And we are to be his hands and feet. We are to be just a vessel that God can use. Because, you know, they, these people, these ladies were hungry. They, they were hungry. And they encouraged us not just to, um, to be there, but to give it all. They were giving it all. They have to tear them away from that church and force them back into their activities. Or, you know, they could, they could you know, be shot yeah, if they'd... they had,
0: uh They had a certain time that they had to uh, be back for headcount. And uh, we pretty much uh, had to say, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> they just they wouldn't leave until you kind of pushed them out. They, they, just, they just wanted to stay.
1: They wanted to stay in the presence of God. It was awesome.
0: Uh, there was one woman there um, that she said that her release possibly might be coming up soon. Uh, but she made the statement that if it's not God's timing, I'm okay with that. And I just didn't expect that from somebody in prison. Because when you're in prison, you're like, I gotta get out of here. The humbleness, and of this the spirit and the attitude is like if god still needs me in here i'm willing to stay and i just it just it shocked me I, I,
1: was that that same woman who had had bible studies with people and um there was a couple of them that were just, they would just have their own Bible studies. They would just meet outside, in any free time they had, they'd meet under a tree. They'd have prayer meetings. They'd have Bible studies. They. I mean, they were having their own revival inside the prison. And, and people don't hear about these things. I, I don't know why um, it was such a surprise to me, because, you know, there are just people. You know, drug addicts are and and felons and people that are criminals are just like you and i but for the grace of god there goes i
0: yeah they're people with real issues like i said it was just like a regular church service nobody talked about uh pray that i get out of here pray that god delivers me from this prison nobody talked about any of that um a woman stood up and and she said my mom has cancer let's pray for her Uh, Another lady, Lil, pray for my kids. Like I said before, it just, it did not have any kind of feel of a prison whatsoever. It was just a church service, and that's all. That's all it was.
1: And you know, one of the things that um, um, the lady that she was instrumental in starting this ministry uh, has spoken of was, um, you know, the devil tries to come into that service sometimes. Oh yeah. And and she said, you know, that they would handle it but because they when you go into places and especially when you're into the world ministering to people, you have to be prayed up. And you have to you have to have authority over those spirits that try to take control over your life and, and, and so she said at times the, the enemy would come in through, you know, vicariously through someone and and literally speak to them and you know, and start cursing and stuff, all that kind of stuff inside, you know, the services. And she just said, we just command them to be quiet in the name of Jesus and to sit down and they do. But you know what, even that person, God can reach that person. The power of God is unlimited. It's, it's the limitations that we put on God that holds us back from so much.
0: And I believe two women that were there were, were delivered. Um, my experience of it, uh, being at a women's prison, uh, the men are not allowed to touch the women, like to pray for them, to lay hands on them and pray for them. Um, and plus, I was the drummer, so I, I was I was on the drums the whole time. I wasn't a part of uh, the praying, but I was a part of the, the music. But uh, I believe two women got delivered. Yes. Uh, One got filled
1: with the
0: Holy Ghost. If my understanding is correct, I think one of them was kind of demon possessed or something. He got delivered. Yes, yes. And uh,
1: both
0: somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes,
1: and there were still people there seeking and praying, but um, they had to go. I mean, I mean, a lot of women would have given up their lunch just to stay. But, we, were, you know, there are rules that they have to go by and, and there are guidelines that you have to go, you know, through um, being there. And then when it was all over with, when we had the service and it was all over with, we stopped. While they were eating, we stopped for lunch and we were able to talk about our experiences and just, you know, um, just talk about how amazed that we were over everything that had happened. And, you know, um, after we ate, we came back for a Bible study.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <clears throat> they, they all came with their Bibles, and I mean, Brother Cook kind of had, you know, had his work cut out for him. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you would just think that women in prison would be ignorant and unlearned of the Word of God. You would think that, or maybe I would think that, but they came prepared. Uh, they do their own study and I guess they've got a lot of time on their hands, <laughs> <laughs> but they do a lot of studying and, and they come and they come ready and they had questions and, and they wanted to know some things. And
1: <sighs> the two, there was two topics that he had picked and, um, they draw, they like if you have a question there and you want someone to teach on it, you put it in a box and then they get they pick a, a topic. Well, this particular Sunday they had picked two topics. So, um, Brother Cook did an amazing job with with teaching on those things. And then when he opened it up for questions, um, we were just amazed by the questions. But you know what, I was amazed at was while he was teaching, he was asking uh, for volunteers to read the you know the word. And it almost got competitive, (laughs) who who wanted to read the word out loud for everybody. (laughs) And it was fun.
0: When you brought that up, it it was really funny. Brother Cook is like, let's read this together. Now, what strikes me funny is you've got people in there that's got so many different uh, translations of the Bible. It's not just King James. So when he says, let's all read this together. Everybody's reading all these different versions, and it's just kind of funny to me.
1: They're all doing it out loud. Yeah, because they're all (laughs) reading it out loud,
0: but they're almost all like saying different things. Trying to read, because each translation is worded different. That just struck me funny.
1: They did ask about that, too, about the difference between the translations and which ones would be a good one to listen to. So, you know, and the ones that to read and understand because the Bible is hard to read in the original text. And for some people, it just, it needs to be explained a little bit more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny how that did that.
1: <laughs> but I definitely would love to go again. Um, I struggle. I struggled. Um, I was worried about all the walking because the the. Prison is vast, and you have to walk from one side to the other, and here and there, and back again. And you got to stand, and all this stuff. And and uh, so I just prayed. I prayed, um, just like I prayed for the 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 people. I prayed for us that we went when we went in there that God would just strengthen us, our bodies and our minds, and that we would be sensitive to the Spirit of God, and that we would know what God wants us to do, and just be able to do it, just to be His hands and feet. That's, it. that's all we want to do. And um, I, I would welcome the opportunity to go back. How about you, Brother Jerry?
0: Yeah, I'd like to go back. Uh,
1: I would like to see a baptism. That would be so, so awesome. Um,
0: I think they only do that once a year. I think that's what they said.
1: Maybe once or twice Something a year. Something
0: like that. They only have specific times that they do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely go back again.
1: And you know, the thing is, there are different denominations that go in and have services with them, but there are once a month, or, or one day a month, they have uh, apostolic um, ministers come in and apostolic churches come in and just have church with them. And you know what? The people that went in to pray with them, they weren't these young people. You know, you would think that people um, would vol- that were volunteer would be these, uh, you know, 20, twenty five year olds, thirty year olds come in and volunteer. And they did have a few of those. But what amazed me was there was the older women of the church of the churches. There were elderly ladies who had been through some things. And they I'm sure they were real prayer warriors, you can just tell. And they they went to pass down whatever that they had that they could, you know, invest in these young ladies' lives because, you know, we are God's hands and feet, and whatever they learn in there, they can give it to their families, and they can give it to their friends, and it can pass along. Um, you can pass the Word of God along by sowing that seed, and that's what we love to do. We love to sow the seed.
0: It was nice to see how hungry they are because I'm going to be honest. It, it's it's hard sometimes. We, we tend to take it for granted, and I, I'm guilty of it, I was raised in this and I'm about to turn 50, so I've been in this a long time and it's easy to just say, oh, it's just another service, take it for granted. And uh, when you see the hunger that they had, it was it was nice, it was refreshing um, to see that, that hunger and that passion that, that it's so easy for us to take for granted.
1: They certainly preached the preacher, didn't they? Oh, they did. <laughs> they preached it, and and um, I think it was a little bit of a, a disillusionment when we come back. And uh, it was a it was a Wednesday service, and uh, and we had just come from this you know service that was hopping, and the, the anointing was all over the place, and the spirit of God was just was so strong, and, and was there. And and we have great services, and we have services like that all the time. But but it's just like you know. The the difference between us and them was it really made me stick out because we're we have the capability of praying we have the capability of going anywhere we want to doing anything we want to but do we really choose to dwell on the scriptures do we really choose to seek after God do we really choose to serve God in the midst of it all in the midst of everything. Do we still hunger and thirst after righteousness? And this world that we live in is so busy. Do we take time for God like these ladies do? Do we take time for, we may not have all the free time that they have, but but we have a choice that they don't have. Is that the choice that we're going to make? Is God the choice that we're going to make in our lives? And so um, the choice that they made was amazing because they could have been doing other things other than coming to church. but
0: Like Sarah said, they didn't have to be there. It's not mandatory. So everyone that was there uh, chose to be there. They had to write their name down and say, okay, I'm going to this. So uh, they was hungry for it. And it's easy to minister to people that are hungry. And as a minister myself, I can tell you that when when you're trying to minister people that they're just not hungry for it, it it's hard. But when you've got people that it, it seems like no matter what you give them, they're like asking for more. They're like, give me more, give me more, give me more. It's easy to minister to people like that. And I just wish that we could find more of that uh, in our churches. I, I hate hungry. to say that. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that we have bad services, but I'm saying that uh,
1: People don't hunger for God like they used to.
0: No, they, they really don't. And I struggle with it too. We all struggle, but it's that hunger and that passion that, that they have that it would do us really well to follow their example. Yeah.
1: If you get a chance to go to minister to anyone, you know, maybe it's a jail, maybe it's a prison, maybe it's a rest home, maybe it's, you know, down the street to your family's house or your neighbor's. You know, don't be afraid, you know, it's that disillusionment that you think nobody wants this. But why wouldn't someone want someone to send a, a fire truck to their life that's on fire or, or a, a boat to their life that's sinking? You know, and Jesus is all of those. He, he's, he's everything that we need Him to be, and he's, He can deliver anybody and do anything. And why wouldn't we want to share that with people?
0: Well, people are looking for something. That's why they're doing drugs. That's that's why they're they're filling something in them that's empty, and they don't. Nobody showed them uh, about Jesus. Nobody showed them the truth. They don't know where to turn.
1: It's a god-sized hole, ain't it?
0: And they're trying to fill that, and they don't know. And somebody introduces them to drugs, and and they get a high. And I'm assuming I've never done drugs, thank God, but. It seems to me, I mean, I hear how hard it is to come off of addiction, yes. um, which I thank God I've never been through that, but people are looking for something, and yeah. they're trying to find that satisfaction.
1: It's a God-sized hole. Only God can feel. And so we're thankful. So we're going to encourage you just to continue to reach out to those around them, around you and If you feel like that, you know, there's a ministry God's called you into, don't hesitate. Just pray about it and talk to your pastor. And maybe one day you can go too.